In this clip, I had one of my students in Future Flipper, Omar Alfaro on. Now, Omar is somebody who already had a ton of success in real estate before he joined the coaching program, and yet he's still hungry to continue learning regardless of what he's done to this point. And so in this clip, we talked about a lot of what's made him very successful with his mindset from going from realtor to investor, as well as what it takes to run a business. So you start getting in the investing game, okay. you know, and then you go into the 2010s. How does your career transition throughout that decade? Oh, so in 2010, 11, you start understanding like the game. I've already been in the business since 02. So I've been in the game for eight years. Uh, by all means, I still had a lot more to, to learn. And I would just pay attention to other people and see what they did and just literally take notes. Um, there's one thing about like being humble, about knowing what you don't know, copying somebody else, but then throwing your flavor on it. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that, hey, I felt pretty good making 100K or 150K a year. And I thought I was at the time like, this is dope. I've never made this much money. Yep. But I also understood that that doesn't mean anything because somebody else is out there making that a week, a month. So it's like there's levels to the game. Yep. And in 2010 and 11, I really thought about, okay, I need a, a good real estate business. Right. And being a realtor at the time, and and I still am currently, I think that benefit, I'm benefiting from that now because I knew that that business would end up feeding me later. Right. And- I became well-known to let people know or let everybody know that, hey, I will, you know, sell your house. And if it doesn't sell, I'm going to buy it. And that was like unique, that unique selling proposition that I initially started back in 2012, or I think it was. As a matter of fact, in 2012, when I really started, or 11, when I started flipping, um, how I got the idea, this gentleman uh, came to me and, and I was selling him some property that the banks owed, that the banks owned. And he would just put lipstick on a pig. Mm -hmm. That that terminology that means you just fix up that property really easily, and you turn around and you make it a profit. And because of that, I saw him do that a few times. And back then, it was a HUD before it was an estimated closing statement. I would see what he was making. I'm like, I'm making three four thousand bucks <laughs> on a commission check. He's making thirty to forty k on these houses that I'm giving him. So because of that, uh, yeah. thank you, John. You're ever gonna listen? Uh, <laughs> he, I got the idea from him, and I'm like, all right, well, like if he's doing, I know I can do better. It's the same house, he's just buying it, and I'm it, representing him. Exactly. So yeah. then that's kind of when I really started understanding this last decade of opportunities are there if you see them, but if understanding that you got to know what to look for to understand that you have that opportunity in front of you. And this last decade has been an awesome transition to realtor or from realtor, normal traditional real estate agents that a lot of them out there do not invest at all. Right. All they, all they care about is getting the commission check and, you know, representing more buyers and sellers, which is okay. But the real wealth comes with understanding that you do represent buyers and sellers, but how about represent yourself? Yeah. Every once in a while, represent yourself, buy an investment property, over time, it's going to end up, uh, you know, doubling, tripling, hopefully quadrupling if you buy a brine. Right. But there's a process to it. You got to understand it. You got to know it. You have to be around people that do it so you can learn it as well. Yeah. And that's something that the last, uh, you know, I'd say really the last five years I've been really focused on is every opportunity that's out there. Actually, you can create an opportunity for every seller that you talk to. 
hundred percent. Every single seller that's out there, you can create that opportunity for sure. Yeah. I actually, you know, obviously I own a brokerage and we've got a lot of agents and I had a call with, um, Ryan Serhant's, uh, coaching students, right? So oh, like my, cool. my yeah. coaching is obviously fixing and flipping and wholesaling the investing side. Ryan's coaching is, you know, being an agent. Right. And so when I went to present to them, they said, okay, you know, teach these guys about investing, like show them like what, uh, you know, other things they could be doing beyond yeah. just selling. And so I, I put together my presentation and pretty much I said, I said like, guys, look, you guys all are thinking about you know, trying to go get listings and trying to get buyers and stuff. I'm like, why not try to get deals? Like at the end of the day, every listing appointment you go on, to me anyway, the first priority should be, could you actually buy it? 100%. Like, is there a way for you to buy the house instead of you representing the seller? Right, right. And when you actually think about it, you're able to do two more, like you're, you could differentiate yourself from just the realtor. Yep. Because the realtor's like, hey, you know, I'll list it. I'll get the best deal for you, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times for sellers, they don't, care about the best deal. They care no. about the ease, yep. right? And easy. so if you're able to provide an easy transaction for them and cash, you know, a week from now, whatever it is, you might be doing them a better service than you listing it. And I think realtors get this misconception that it's always about getting the most value and price for them. And, you know, they kind of have this stigma against flippers and investors who try to just go buy that. It's like, no, dude. But why? Yeah. <laughs> You should be the investor. 100%. You got all the opportunity. Yep. You're doing the same prospecting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're all looking for sellers. Nobody, you know, I guess if you starting out, sure, you want buyers. But as you scale as a realtor, you know that the game is in listings. Yeah. So the game as flippers is also going after sellers. Yep. So I think it's just interesting. And I tried to relay that message to them. And you could just, I could just tell you know, with the realtor mindset, it's just like, Dude, it's, it's hard to break it. It's really hard to break it. Yeah. And, you know, to add to this, Ryan, it's, you know, I run a team, we have a, a small brokerage as well. And I talk to them till I'm blue in the face. <sighs> I say, listen, guys, you guys are there right now at an appointment with the seller. Like, what's the best scenario that could happen? You buy the house. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's the best scenario. You're going to get the listing. But it's like, why not represent yourself? I keep saying it over and over again, but it's so hard to change that mindset from a realtor or real estate agent to the investor, um, which I, like, it's crazy. I don't know why. Like, and, and, and I'm sure you go through it. You have the brokerage and obviously being them being around you, you're getting, you know, you're getting, you're getting through to a few people. Right. And that's all you need. Every realtor is not going to think this way, um, but I hope you guys listen to this podcast and you guys change your way, the way, the way you think yeah. just a little bit. And it's not even, you know what, if, if you're not going to buy it, have, you have someone that knows how to buy it and then they're going to teach you as well. I mean, every listing appointment, Ryan, for the last 10 years I've been on, I've taken a, a, a purchase agreement for me to buy it. Yep. Plus a listing agreement every single time, even to this day. Yep. And I still take listings. I still go because that opportunity could be there one day. And I'm going to be pissed off if I could have bought the house and not brought that contract with me, man. Yeah. I, well, I don't do it anymore, but I, I used to just keep a purchase contract in my car at all times. All right. The time. And I, it's not like I was going on uh, listing agreements, but if I had to go on an appointment or, 
You just never know, dude. If you could buy a house, you got to have your uh, weapon with you. You have to. So, 100%, man. You know, a guy like you who has already had a lot of success, um, you recently joined my all-star program. Yeah. You know, you came to the mastermind three months ago. Like, what prompted you to do that as already a guy who's who's made it? it but have you really made it, though? That's <laughs> the thing. Yeah. It's like, it, like I said earlier, I mean, you got to be around other people that do more. Yeah. And you got to humble yourself enough to know that you don't know everything because you still get coached yep. and you're at a different level. I get coached. I'm at a different level. The other person that's that's getting coached, they're at a different level. So when I saw something and I was following you on, on social, uh, yeah, you know, a part of me feels like, well, I could do it too. I think we all do. We all have it in us. But it's it's making it's pulling that trigger. And then being around you, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Why? Because of the association. Why? Because um, he knows a little bit more. You've more experience. You know what's going on. You know, you have it. So it's like, why not ask? And it, yes, it's going to cost you some money for sure. But everything does. I mean, you go it to- It costs you time or money. One of the two. Exactly. So yeah. if it's, you know what? If it's, if it's some money- I'd rather cut that learning curve and know about it right away so I can implement it immediately in what I do on a, on an everyday basis. Right. So seeing it, uh, being around it, I mean, it, it's the same thing as like your association. You have to be around people that do more. I mean, I got great friends that, that do a lot of business and, you know, my, my boy Adrian, he does his thing and we all like share each other's um, ideas. Right. And it, it's pretty cool because um, what I can implement from you, I, I can also implement from other people that, hey, this is how this should work or this or that. And you guys all need coaching. If you think that you're going to go through this business and not get coaching in general, you're wrong because other people can help you scale it faster Yep. quicker. And why wouldn't you? Not unless you want to spend 15 years trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? The cost of time. Yes. You know, it's 100%, like, man, if I would have known this back in 2010, Oh my gosh. Oh man, dude. It'd be a different ball game. Yeah. I mean, for all of us. Yep. So the quicker, you, and that's the part too, that I tell people is like, look, sure. You can learn things and, uh, take a lot of time to learn them. Right. Okay, cool. But every moment in time is a different opportunity, right? So 100%. like if you knew this knowledge in 2010, <laughs> you would have went gangbusters um, compared to if you know the knowledge today, right? You right. could still kill 100%. it today, but man, if you would have known in 2010, it would have been nuts, it. right? Yeah. I tell this to people too with social media. It's like, dude, if you would have known to start making YouTubes a few years ago before it got bigger, man, it would have been nice to know it now, right? Right. But the problem is people think that they're too late. They're like, oh, well, it's already too late. I'm like, no, dude. It ain't too late. Like you just have to realize you need to know the information now. Right. Don't try and learn it the next couple of years on your own because by then the game's changed. Mm -hmm. The real estate game, I've been in it for over 10 years now. It's changed so much every year. Every year. It's crazy. What works in marketing today is so different than work last year. What worked, uh, you know, as far as getting deals from wholesalers and all these things, like it's just so different. So it's, you have to evolve. I think from, from what you've said to me before too, and what I've always considered and always thought about is if you're in this business and you're not continuously growing or evolving, you're, you're in essence dying right? because you always have to innovate. You always have to evolve. You always have to learn more 
why to keep yourself ahead of the game because what happened five six years ago ten years ago that stature of sure making a bunch of cold calls i mean that's not what we do now right it's a lot more intricate it's a lot different and you can get somewhere quicker if you just pay attention to the person that's innovating more so why not have that be you exactly I mean, or honestly. just get with the person who is. <laughs> and, and, that's it. Yeah, that's Thanks it. for watching that clip from the Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to see the full interview, you can actually find it in the link below. Make sure you're also subscribed on both YouTube and Apple Podcasts.